You've come to the right place. If you're a course creator looking to build more impact, income, and freedom, LMS Cast is the number one podcast for course creators just like you. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I'm the co-founder of the most powerful tool for building, selling, and protecting engaging online courses called Lifter LMS. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of LMS Cast. My name's Chris Badgett and I'm joined by a special guest, Sean Cannell. Did I say that right? Sean Cannell. Pumped to be here. (laughs) All right. Sean is somebody I've been following for a while. He has a passion and obsession with YouTube. He is a marketing person. He's a book author. Check out his new book, YouTube Secrets. Um, that You wrote that with Benji, is that right? Correct. Um, I actually did a video review of that book on my personal YouTube channel a little while ago, uh, and I got a lot out of it. I got to say, I only came across Sean about less than a year ago. I was, no surprise to you, I was shopping for a better camera and uh, audio setup. And uh, like right now, I am broadcasting to you. My friend Jonathan Farley recommended the Panasonic Lumix G7, I believe it is. And I was just looking at boom, my, all the different mics and stuff to go with it. And of course, I ended up smack dab in the middle of your content. And then not just on the tech side, also, you know, I have a software company. I work with, you know, course creators who are, you know, developing their own personal brands and all your video influencer content I became aware of. And I just went all the way down the rabbit hole, bought the book, loved it. I think you're a great teacher. But I'm going to shut up for a second and just say thank you and welcome to the show. Chris, man, I appreciate it. That was uh, thanks for the the respect across kind of our body of work and just super pumped to be hanging out today. Yeah. So the the body of work, YouTube Secrets, the book, go check that out. Um, Sean has three YouTube channels that I'm aware of. Uh, video Influencers is more on the, you know, the marketing and using video for influence and impact. Um and then um, Tech Media, is that what it is? Yeah, Think Media. Or Think Media. Think Media is the gear one. So if, you know, in Course Creator land, you know, everybody gets obsessed with which camera, which microphone, am I like an entry level, mid-level, or advanced? Sean's your guy. Just trust me on that. And then you have your personal channel uh, that goes by your name, Sean Cannell, right? That's right. Awesome. And he's, he, Sean is also a course creator, which is one of the things um, that makes this interview even more interesting and gives us a lot to talk about. You can find Sean's courses over at seancannell.com. And for example, Video Ranking Academy 2.0, that's one of his courses if you want to use YouTube to build your tribe, build free content, and attract more leads for your course or your training-based membership site. You, you're probably going to eventually want to know how to rank high in YouTube. Um, but that's, that's just touching on the surface of Sean's body of work. Um, for the course creators out there, the membership site builders out there, I just kind of described how I fell into your um, funnel or your just content universe. And then I ended up buying something from you, your book in this case. But um, what advice do you have for course creators? I think YouTube is a, is a brilliant place to focus your, your marketing efforts on like how do, how can a course creator leverage youtube to attract people and you know ultimately some of them become customers yeah i think youtube is the best place for uh course creators to be thinking of and the reason why is because course creators are solving problems they're helping people get a, a better fade in their hair save money on taxes learn online marketing get it six pack abs get the biceps, whatever. And the, and YouTube is the second largest search engine online. And that's almost become a cliche, but it's still a fact today that uh, people are going to Google, number one, and YouTube, number two, to look for answers to questions. And you're then able to position content that it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect for course creators because you're able to then and meet someone at their point of need, help them with some uh, information, help them with some free value, build that relationship, um, and then ultimately um, lead them in the journey of wherever they can go deeper with you through a course and a million other things you could do through events or masterminds or coaching or anything like that. 
And I think the reason YouTube is the best, there's a lot of reasons, but one is that the disposition, the psychology of someone coming to you when it's at their time of need is the absolute best way to start a relationship in the world. And when it comes to marketing and sales, it's the best way. And here's what I mean. You came to me looking for a better camera. Like I, I didn't like show up in your newsfeed with an ad, which would be pushing marketing on you. I didn't like, you know, get you to follow me somewhere. And then all of a sudden be like, ha ha, but you literally, you know, and then pushed out some new video, but literally you're in a moment where you're saying, okay, I need help. I'm looking for a camera. And that's where a lot of people meet me online. And so if you think about it, the guards, there's not, there's not, I mean, you're, you're, it's not an ad. It's not pushy. Like, it's like you came to my door and knocked. Like if we we're going to do door to door sales, you came to my front door and said, Hey, can I start a relationship with you instead of me having to go out and, you know, generate business or whatever it is. So I think that YouTube is absolutely quintessential for course creators, especially too, in most cases, course creators are creating video. So it's already up their alley there. And then just from a practical standpoint, over 2 billion monthly active users logged in with Gmail accounts right now on YouTube. Um, it's in over 76. Um, they have kind of the native languages. YouTube is accessible in different languages around the world and countries they are always adding more countries. So a lot of course creators have international audiences. Um, and then YouTube is free on top of that. So what we're ultimately talking about is this tool that is free that can build relationships with people, build your audience, grow a following, build goodwill, which is no like and trust the way business happens all for free, but you have to invest the time, the strategy and the tips that I'm sure we'll be talking about in this interview. That is awesome. We're over at Lifter LMS, we're community people. We operate in the WordPress ecosystem. There's this whole con connection of um, other companies and other products. But in the spirit of community, I just want to really recommend a, an interview you did on um, Pat Flynn's Smart Passive Income podcast. And you talked in there about the um, not going for the sale right away. And you also talked about for the power of like a series. Can you just kind of give us the cliff notes of your main thoughts there? Yeah, 100%. I think a big mistake course creators, online marketers make, um, and just people in general, I don't even think it's from a bad motivation. I think a lot of times we're trying to pay the bills. We're just trying to do what we've seen other people do. But I think that most people are, are going too fast. At any point in time, there's actually probably only about five to 10% of, of your market that would actually be ready to buy a solution at that exact moment. But there's always like the other 90% that would love, they're on the fence. They're, they're thinking about making a purchase. And even from a standpoint, like if you look at a car, you can go to a great resource for studying deeper is um, the Google like conference data. They do, they do these deep studies and there's like this Google study about all the touch points it took for this woman to buy a van. And you learned about how many touch points there were in that conversation. Now, mind you, buying a van is a loan, you know, probably 20 to $30,000 or whatever. And so there was a lot more touch points needed. But for those listening and course creators, you want to actually think about, it's like slow down the relationship and or slow down your selling at all and build a relationship. And the analogy I like to use is really dating and relationships. It's kind of like a lot of women could probably relate to a guy that maybe uh, was rude and came on way too fast. And it would be this, you know, they're public and he's like, what up girl, you know, can <laughs> let's make this thing happen. And she's like, what? No way. Now she actually might've eventually liked that guy, but his approach was way too fast and, and came on way too strong. And what it was needed was a nice cordial introduction. What was then needed was uh, a, an invitation to a short date, not like, can we go on three weeks of vacation? Meaning, can we like do business or can you watch a four hour live stream? Like this is why I encourage people to start with shorter content, a short date early on because you're just getting to know they're getting some value that could lead to maybe a longer date. That could be a webinar that could then lead to eventually engagement or marriage. And that could be someone joining your community, maybe at a low level, and then eventually maybe doing business with you and people listening they might be doing courses that cost anywhere from $10 to 10,000. 
So if someone was going to do, you know, that higher ticket relationship with you, well, there's going to be steps and building no like, and trust in the process. And so I really view uh, dating as kind of like your free content on the internet. That's people like dating you and your audience engagement is someone that's like, okay, I'll give you an email, I'll watch a webinar, or I will go deeper. Like, and that's a big deal. Like we, especially as there's more cynicism or just people have like seen sketchy people online, it's just a level of trust to say, okay, not only am I going to give you my email though, I'm going to give you my time. Like to get someone to even possibly consider consuming a 30 minute to 60 minute to 90 minute sales presentation or webinar or something is insane. So that is a whole nother level of trust and then eventually marriage, if you will, quote unquote, is when someone decides to do business with you. And so absolutely slow down the process. And that was what, what I was kind of talking about with uh, Pat Flynn. And part two of that is then when possible, make, see, see if you could go on a binge date, just like you want people like Netflix wants us to binge TV shows. Imagine if you could go on a like, a date with, you know, and I was talking about relationships, but you know, I came from Seattle, grew up in Seattle with my wife and I. And so if we went to the Space Needle and Pike Place Market and the first ever start, you know, we started in the morning, the bond that would be created from that, like, if you will, extended date with multiple touch points would actually be an, a, an acceleration. So we're into some pretty deep stuff here already, but uh, you know, like it'd be accelerating the sales conversation and I've seen this happen. So someone's like, well, I met you with the camera, but then I had a question about lighting, but then I was wondering about a ch my channel, but then I was like wondering about how to make money. And then I watched, and it's like, all of a sudden we may be, they've spent the whole day with me. Like they've watched five YouTube videos, an hour long webinar. And then they're like, dude, your stuff's legit. It really works. And I've already gotten so much value. I'm almost like just reciprocity. Like I'm almost just trying to pour back gratitude because I just got five hours of free content from you or whatever it is. And then they dive in. So I kind of unpacked a lot there, but I honestly think I kind of just broke down my whole business. And that is what I think modern marketing is. And I mean, it's, it's working really well. And it's a way of, it sounds weird to even call it marketing. It's like selling without being sleazy. It's not being weird. It's just being transparent, adding value uh, and, and giving people a chance to where your marketing is just education. It's storytelling, it's education, it's getting people value results in advance and all those types of things. That's awesome. Uh, my, uh, my YouTube journey started, like I'm actually here because of YouTube. So I run a remote software company. I, I built an agency. I no longer do client work. I have just product, but it all started when I went to YouTube and I typed in this, into like how to build a website. And I, I started teaching myself through other people's videos how to use WordPress. And now I'm, I'm just almost 10 years, maybe 11 years down that rabbit hole. But it all started with going to YouTube with a problem. What, what was your YouTube origin story? Like, like how, did you, how did you come into the fold? Yeah, so for me, I got into YouTube really early. First, I got into video in 2003. And that was a huge advantage because obviously video is king now of the internet truly is right it's it's the preferred content format of choice cisco said that by 2020 90% of the internet's going to be video or whatever so knowing video is one of it's the it's a quintessential skill for entrepreneurs business owners independent creators hobbyists like video needs you know so all that's to say i'm just considering how blessed i was to be hands on with video in 2003 and the way I got into it was I was volunteering at my local church. The youth pastor handed me a video camera and said, hey, start creating video announcements. And this is a big advantage because, um, one, I was getting the skills. And I'm self-taught. I mean, your first videos are your worst videos. These videos were terrible. But I had to do them every week. And so every Wednesday night for youth groups. So that was 52 videos the first year. One of the muscles I think people need to develop just in modern marketing and entrepreneurship is the ability to create content. On a, on a consistent basis. That's quality, quick, valuable. Like that's, it's almost like it needs to become like breathing and it can be intimidating because when you first try to ride your bike, you fall over and scratch your leg. Like I did once my dad took off the training wheels, but you got to get good at content. So that's what I was doing after a year, 2004, the senior pastor was like, yo, can you make these videos on the weekend too? And I was like, okay, so that's 104 videos a year. And as a volunteer and a few extra ones. So again, I'm getting a little faster. I'm getting a little better. I'm using Adobe Premiere back in the day. No idea what I'm doing. And 
Then in 2007, two years after YouTube started, the first YouTube channel I managed was for my church. And so again, super crazy because to be at a small church, few hundred people, hour north of Seattle, Washington, dude, you did not expect like it to be a progressive place where we're thinking about social media, Twitter, and YouTube, but we were. And so I was just kind of like doing thumbnails and titles. And so by 2009, I started a business all self-taught called Clear Vision Media, video production, doing some website building for people. Cause I was like, I'd become as a church communicator, a little media shop myself. I'd had, you know, I built the church website, did the videos, did all the graphic design, did like, I did all the tech. I mean, I was just learning everything, just bootstrapping. Uh, I, to, to this day, I still do all my graphic design and things cause it's like just Photoshop and, and whatever. Even though we have a team of 10 people, my hands are in a lot of the creation still. And so I was just learning it all. And that was kind of my genesis into YouTube. And so now, and Benji and I eventually met up and we, you know, we did YouTube secrets. This is, this started 10 years ago. We met in 2010, right as I was kind of coming on in the church world, I started working with different speakers and helping them with SEO and the back end. Like he was coming on with his wife and they're doing YouTube. And now we've been on this journey together. So our roots go super deep. And we made so many mistakes along the way, so many detours, so many things that didn't work out. And that's what's been our passion. Video has changed our life, both Benji and I and my life, uh, obviously, in so many different ways. And we want to pass that along. And that was kind of uh, a synopsis of the, of the journey. That's awesome. Um, as a course creator, but also as a video marketer, we have to get comfortable with video. Uh, most of the time video is going to come into play and you know, I've heard, I think I've heard you say punch fear in the face and I was just actually interviewing somebody else about the reason people kind of self-sabotage mostly subconsciously. And she was saying it has to do around three areas. She said, love, security, and self-esteem. And you know, there's issues around all that when you kind of come out and say hello world and you start teaching something or start blasting your face and your message all over YouTube, how do you punch fear in the face? Like, let's imagine a new course creator who's like, you know, made the decision, like, I'm going to focus on this topic, this niche, I'm going to serve this type of person. You know, I'm a little uncomfortable. How do I get the ball rolling? Yeah. I mean, I think a couple things, uh, number one, and this might seem overly simplistic, but I mentioned my roots growing up in church. And I heard a quote from an international traveling preacher once. And he said this, he said, the best way to teach a preacher is to preach a preacher. And he said, he speaks in stages, you know, of just massive thousands. He can, you know, to 25,000, 35,000, which is, is terrifying to me too. It's funny. Cause you might get online and there's, but like, my gosh, you can just imagine and he was like, you don't just go from zero to that. Like there's a billion steps in between, like so many little things that have to happen uh, to grow your confidence brick by brick. It's really just like growing a muscle. It's if you go and you do the repetitions in the gym today of the bicep, you know, barbell, you could go all day long, your arms will be super sore and you'll see no results. And then you could do it every day for the next couple of weeks and you'll still see like really no visible results. But if you keep doing it, then eventually that muscle gets stronger. And so I think it's identifying one of the most important questions we all should ask as course creators is what skills do I need to survive and thrive in the new economy? What skills do I need to survive and not just survive because like that's bare minimum, but thrive, actually excel at. And if I do then I will win in the new economy. Online video is just one of those. Like, there's just no way you, like, unless you're gonna be the CEO and have someone else on camera, at some point, uh, you have to get over it, you know? And I'm, but I'm empathetic. So if you can now fast forward back, it's 2019. And I was telling you, I'm getting on video in 2003. So never compare your beginning to somebody else's middle. I, I was, there's some natural gifting. I think people should acknowledge that or natural propensity, I should say, if you're more extroverted or introverted. But I started getting up and doing announcements at youth group. Terrible. I wasn't a clear communicator. I'm on video. The videos ran long. I'm long-winded. I say um all the time. I have put out more reps 
not bicep reps because there's no results there, but I've put out more reps in video than probably anybody listening, maybe combined. Like the master has failed more times than the amateur has even tried. That's, I'm being a little hard, but I'm trying to say like, you just got to do it and use your season and obscurity to prepare you for prop popularity. Because thing number one, let's get really practical. You need to just start doing video today. Like you're listening to this, you haven't started video, grab your freaking phone and post a video. Well, what if someone sees it? Your number one problem is no one's going to probably see it. That's like the, that's the blessing. Use your season and obscurity to prepare you for popularity. So just post your first video, number one, or go live. Number two, do it every single week. And if you can, do it multiple times a week. Number three, commit to it for the next 12 to 24 to 36 months, just like a small business takes about three years to be profitable. And keep showing up. Keep pressing record. Keep hitting that record button. And you're going to grow in confidence over time. And your first videos will be your worst video. So it's almost like, how do I not suck on camera at first? No, you will, you're going to suck. Like, accept that fact. Well, then how can I be great five years from now when my destiny really needs me to show up? It's going to be because you punch fear in the face today and you suck for a while and you get fired, fired. You, get, you don't make it on your high school basketball team like Michael Jordan, one of the great basketball players of all time, literally got rejected off his high school basketball team only later to have been keep practicing keep showing up to, you know, keep shooting the reps, keep shooting the baskets, keep doing the routines. And he didn't give up when he sucked. And so it's like, you got to get through that. And so you got me in a saucy mood today for some reason, but you know, ultimately yeah. you got to just do it. It's like Nike. And, and when you do it over and over and over again, uh, you'll be better. And even, let me just say one other thing right now, there's Heather Torres on my team. If anybody follows our movement now, she has natural gifting. I'm sure. She's kind of, she's been an entrepreneur. She's a homeschool mom. So she's practiced teaching, but she just spoke on stage uh, last week and just destroyed it. Like we're here in Vegas. I, I spoke right after her. I was terrified going up after her. It was her second time ever speaking on stage. And, but why? So I just know her life. Why? Well, she's been going live in our membership site, which I'm sure we'll get to. She's been training in our membership site for 16 months and having to show up monthly and do that. She's been doing short videos in our Facebook group and whatever for, for four years since we've been working together back when we originally created our signature course, Video Ranking Academy. She's been putting up videos up. She practiced on Snapchat first and then practiced on her YouTube channel. So all that to say is I just really want people listening to, to really believe in themselves, to not like count yourself out, comparing yourself to somebody and feeling like you'd never get there. No, you actually, you're actually probably more talented than them. You're probably, you know, more capable than them, but you're just not doing the work. And if you sit back and analyze and just wonder why you're not getting better, who cares? Like post the videos and do it bad a hundred times, practice in public a thousand times. And then all of a sudden you're there. So someone might be like, wow, that was your second time speaking. Well, yeah except that you've been secretly practicing massively week after week for the last four years. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And I think as teachers, coaches, mentors, leaders, we have to take a little bit of our own medicine and do the rep. Part of teaching is repetition and practice. Uh, it's just, we need to just take our own medicine. And you should go back and look at Sean's first video. You should go back and look at my first video. Just I, I just have a lot of fun when I find a YouTuber to go, back and look at their original videos. It's, you can tell they've learned how to speak and communicate more effectively. Um, let's talk about YouTube and making courses. You said you have a membership site. Um, <clears throat> you know, sometimes YouTubers monetize in lots of different ways. You know, there's many different ways, Patreon or they sell services or coaching on the back end or whatever. But if we look at, um, you know, using creating your own training products, and memberships as a way to um, kind of have a business around your content. What can you give us the short version of like how that evolved for you and what worked, what didn't work, you know, just give us some of the highlight reel. Yeah. So I think what would evolve for me is it started actually back and not to go too deep into the story, but it started back in, really 2009 in a story that I shared that was sort of our genesis of, of entrepreneurship. And that was, we had the hardest season of our life, my wife and I, and um, 
we don't have kids. We have two chihuahuas and we live in Vegas now. And uh, we're coming up on 14 years of marriage in a few months. And, but back just two years after we got married, she got very sick and turned out it was a chronic illness, but she was undiagnosed for years. And we went from doctor after doctor and it was just, it was the most incredible, incredibly hard season we put it, could have ever gone through, especially as a young couple. We got married at 21. This happened at 23 and it lasted for the next few years. On top of that, there was the housing crisis in America and we were losing our homes. We actually had a rental property also that the tenants were losing their jobs. So that's falling apart. And the church I mentioned working at was also falling apart because some of the senior leadership stole some money and some stuff got weird. So I was a, a part of watching it kind of grow and also uh, kind of fall and, and being in the midst. And that all happened at once. So it was absolutely crazy. Um, but what the reason I bring that up is what it was it came to a time where my wife almost died and I found myself in the hospital with her for six days. And it was like those six days, it was like God was just speaking to me kind of like challenge and I was being challenged and stretched and scared. And, 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 uh, but as my wife's recovering, I read a book called crush it during those, those six days. And that was by Gary Vaynerchuk. And it basically talked about why now's the time to turn in, uh, turn your passion into profit to cash in on your passion was the subtitle of that book. And for me though, I got so crystal clear on wanting to create passive income. And so my original target was I was like, okay, how are, it's, it started to trigger questions. How are people working for themselves on their own terms from whenever, wherever they want and creating income and passive income, what are the ways of doing that? And who are the, you know, how is that working? Because I'm seeing people, I don't know who I can trust on the internet. Some people seem great. Some people seem scammy. What is going on? And this is 2009. But what I knew was I 100% wanted to do that. And my motive was fiery strong because of what was happening in our lives. Because I was like, it, and the motive is so strong. I didn't want to just build wealth, which we all do. And of course that's fine. That's great. And I didn't want to even pursue fame or something. I wanted to just figure out how to, it was for my family. I wanted to figure out, okay, like, shoot, we were dual income. I need to make a lot more money because now I just need to think about paying the bills. A, B, like I want to be able to work from home because I don't know what this is going to mean for our kids, our family, our future. And all that to say, I bring that up just because I really believe reasons come before results. And there was just such a deep passion. I'm sure people listening could probably resonate with that because maybe you do want to work on your own terms for fame and fortune and followers, or maybe though it's so you have freedom because you're dealing with a chronic illness or you want to be able to travel and do things on the road, or you just want to be able to fire your boss. So I got super clear on that. And then I dove in basically at that time as deep as I could into learning everything about this. So when you say, what's my journey? You know, I was still in the church space and I was doing a couple of YouTube projects, but I started getting hit with Facebook ads. And this is like the early days of Facebook ads too. And there was a guy named Frank Kern who hit me with an ad. And eventually I got on his email list and he mailed out a, uh, an email promotion for Brennan Burchard, who's launching his book, Millionaire Messenger. And then I entered a video contest because I was broke, but I was good at video and I got an all expense paid trip to Experts Academy. It was a $2,000 ticket event, uh, tickets, meals, hotel. And there, there Brennan Burchard, major mentor. I just shared the stage with him a week and a half ago, talked to him 15 minutes behind stage. I, I, the most, one of the most surreal moments of my life years later now. And I was studying his content and he was breaking down this industry. And then on top of that, though, I'd say I just started and I started real ugly. I, I put I put a little ebook together to start getting, I didn't have anything to sell. I put a little ebook together called Get Notice and to get some emails because I'm supposed to build an email list. And that was kind of convoluted, but I'm doing my best. And I'm using MailChimp and I don't even want to pay for it because I don't got the money. So I just use the confirmation email as my deliverability of the PDF. And so I, I'm getting that going. And I don't really know about branding or even my niche, but I just started. And I actually wrote an ebook called YouTube uh, for churches because now I've been doing YouTube for churches. And um, I made a free video series that didn't lead to anything except the ebook, partly because I didn't know the technology and probably what you help people with and all this stuff. Like I didn't really even, I was like, how do you host these things? How does this stuff all work? And, uh, 
and I, I did a free video series, but that was good because I was like delivering one email a day. Now I'm paying for an autoresponder, you know, one video a day and, and all, it only led to our $7 ebook. But all that to say is there was these different projects. And then eventually I knew I wanted to take what I had learned on YouTube, which is to close the loop on this, this part is, um, the original passive income that I discovered though was affiliate marketing in YouTube. And as a tech guy, video since 2003, I started figuring out you could do tech reviews and Amazon affiliate links. Basically I built a six figure income and I got really good at ranking, really good at kind of spotting trends and topics. Good. Cause I had real depth of knowledge around cameras and the stuff. So it just worked. And so that generated money. So then since then, a lot of what we've taught on is how we've done that how to make money with affiliate marketing, how to get started, how to rank videos, but how to master YouTube and analytics and it's evolved. And then now it's even online business. So the way our journey, compressing the story once again, once we, we didn't start our membership site until very recently, we went beta for actually a year, but it's, it's all, it's been, I think, at, I think patience and timing, at least for me, because I wanted to make sure that each thing I started, I started at the right time and not really half-baked but I wanted it to be really dialed in. Like I wanted to have real results. I didn't want to be the guy who made money. The way he made his money was like selling courses about courses on courses. I'm not even putting that down. It was just important to me that I, uh, you know, had YouTube affiliate marketing and I really like had roots in that and generated real income. And then I had something. And I think that's also why we've had such a big impact because there's some real nutrients in the soil of our history and we really care about quality along the whole way. So yeah, then we have about uh, probably 15 different SKUs right now. Like, they're not SKUs, I don't know, you know, uh, units in our, yeah. in our different courses in our, uh, that are available, a couple main ones, an, a membership site now. And that has been evolving. Just that journey has been four years. That started at the beginning of 2016. Um, and it was all affiliate marketing YouTube before that. Really cool. I, I got to say, I really resonate with your story. You know, I remember watching the Experts Academy launch back in 2009, whenever the first one is. I personally at that time was not going to buy a $2,000 course. I probably was in the same contest that you won that I didn't. Um, and, but it was through that that uh, I think I, I kind of got the confidence or the, the direction to, well, I'm really, you don't know this about me. I used to live in Alaska, ran sled dogs for like 10 years. And, um, I was, I managed a company out on a glacier that you only get to by helicopter. And we used to take people on sled dog rides and I became, I learned like my business skills, like leadership and management and, you know, when risk tolerance and all these things, I actually learned in the outdoor leadership world. So I started a blog about leadership. It's not around anymore, but that was that first website I built that I went to YouTube. I'm like, I'm just a, a low tech, no tech guy, but I have a message. I'm really into leadership and I want to talk about that. And that's what pushed me into becoming a technologist. But a lot of similar thing to, to the your timelines and stories. Um, part of the thing with course creation is, you know, you're an expert in something or you have your passions or things you're good at, things people pay you to do. Um, you mentioned affiliate, you mentioned courses, you mentioned speaking, which I imagine you're getting paid for, but I know there's reasons to speak not, or to do that, not to get paid or whatever, but you got into passive income. It's a beautiful thing. What is in your constellation of multiple streams that serve, that, that help diversify you? Yes. And perhaps which, which, which ones are like, that do you focus on the most? Yeah. Um, it started for us, uh, me personally, just as a solo creator would be, you know, YouTube ads, which would not be a focus. It was never a focus, but was turned on. Yeah. Um, and I remember early in the game, one month I made 60 bucks on YouTube ads and 260 off the Amazon affiliate program. Um, and so originally it was, um, as YouTube ads, then it was affiliate marketing. Uh, we did, $20,000 in March profit on Amazon affiliates, yep. which is staggering, you know, and, but it's also, it's an, and that's a huge blessing, but it also is completely uh, limited, meaning to take that from 20 to 40 would take a Herculean amount of effort. It would not, because we're talking four to 10%, um, you know, percentages on, on those transactions. But, and that's the 
the beauty of it, of, of it is it's really passive. There's no yeah. customer service. There's no shipping. There's no, there's nothing, but it's also, if you're not in the trenches doing that work, you're not getting as much as the upside. So when that's another reason that drove us to our own products. And that's, what's great about a digital course or anything you own yourself, especially when it's digital is you're talking about margins that are astronomical, man. I mean, yeah. it's just great. My, my grandfather was a dentist after he was a, a, pi- a pilot in World War II. And he had a brick and mortar business. And he had just can't, I mean, he had rent and he had marketing and he had staff and he had electricity and all this stuff. We just have to consider how blessed we are. I heard that right now, uh, in the next five years, Forbes is saying that the e-learning space is going to just continue to explode. And it's gonna, it's gonna, it's right now, it's about couple to quarter million to 350 million a day is being spent on e-learning. It's going to be a billion in a few years a day. That is a big opportunity for everybody um, listening. And so I don't even know what I'm talking. Oh yeah. So Amazon um, as well. And now we're about a part of about a uh, 20 different affiliate programs, software, you know, Adobe, B and H photo, but stuff like Envato, like video, like plugins, just, just different things. And, and then we also, I would say another arm would be if we do JV uh, promotions, which is not even really part of our business, but we have just, we keep a tight circle and the people we work with, we, you know, promote some stuff that as like a joint venture. So then our own courses that by far would be the biggest. And if I was to separate courses, um, we don't, we don't have any reoccurring offers. The courses, if besides payments, they're all, they're all just kind of one off. And then we have our inner circle program and that's our, that would be separate since that would be like a membership site. So then we is got the that inner circle, like a mastermind, like live coaching. Uh, like- it's just kind of what it is. It's, it's $50 a month. And the promise there was like, Hey, a one way to summarize it. If you've been watching what we've done over the last three years, and this is what you want to do, join this. Like, if you're wondering, okay, but now you went from six to seven figures and you built courses, where did you host them? How did you do them? How did you market them? How do you do Facebook ads? How do you even structure a webinar? How do you do sales? So it's online marketing and uh, social media training for smart entrepreneurs. And um, that's going phenomenal now. And I think it's also, we're really big fans of beta. This is a big tip too. Any course creator, we're, Shalene Johnson, my mentor really taught me this. We're very big proponents of test groups, beta, beta one, two, three, before you, you get to the actual thing. Sometimes selling before the thing's created, never with a lack of integrity, but selling because you know you can create it, but you could do it one week at a time and deliver the training one week at a time. So you know that people are even interested in it. And then you could get like Q&A during the first version through and be real hands-on with people. It's going to make version two better. Too many people are waiting way too long for perfection, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, So, you know, JV promotions courses, inner circle, speaking. Yeah, we'll get get paid to speak. And I guess selling on stage is kind of a thing of its own too. Um, You're a book author too, right? uh, Yeah, I guess books and audio books and Kindle books. Um, that one, I see you, I see you sometimes on your videos. I don't even know what it is. What's a super chat. Is that where somebody gives you money for going live? Yeah. When they go live, you could get super chat that then it just goes into your YouTube ads, but you're right. Super chat. Yeah. There's a lot of streams of income. Um, and and that's like, ask me anything. Like you do a lot of like, uh, you, you're there and you, people can ask you stuff and, and they'll hook you up sometimes with some super chats. It's pretty cool. So I just wrote these down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It's like eight uh, YouTube ads, affiliate marketing, JV promotions, courses, inner circle, speaking books. We did an event last year. Maybe it's not an income stream because we lost money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. So it's didn't. like 10 years to overnight success. That's right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and by the way, that's actually, a, that's a good, that's a good thing you kind of brought up too, because yeah. multiple streams of income, I do think on a small level, this is what I'd say. My friend Evan Carmichael suggests against multiple streams of income. He says master one. Focus, right? Yeah. Um, Cause you don't want to get spread too th- thin too soon. However, where I disagree is that y- a YouTube strategy, the multiple streams all are woven together. So for example, this actually, I got a video coming out on this. If you look at the model of Think Media, which I just made this thing up as I go. Like, what do, I don't even know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? I started going to CES. It's a local tech show years ago. And 
because uh, I was working at a church and I moved to Vegas. And I was like, let me get my eyes on the latest cameras. And then I was like, I could like create content here. So then I would go down by myself with a monopod and a camera, my own little Zoom H1. I'd shoot videos. I would, I would shoot them all day, edit all night. But what I learned was when I released these new tech videos, I got a free ticket because I'd worked through some vendor, just drove down here in Vegas, parked in self-parking for $10, walked my little self inside with my gear. But as I, was, I would cover this new tech, I could monetize it in four ways. I could, I could turn on the YouTube ads. I could link to it as an affiliate. And if I could then talk to the brand and set up a brand deal for the future, that's, a, oh, I didn't even talk about brand deals. So like we've recently worked with like Skillshare and um, Canon and just yep. different people, Amazon. So brand deals and sponsorships, that's kind of traditional YouTuber stuff. And you could do a brand deal and then they might send you the stuff for free. So I think about, that's like multiple streams. If you're getting like gear for your business for free, and companies pay you and I'm making affiliate money and you're doing YouTube ads. Those are like the four that a YouTuber can really tap into. And they're all off the same video, the same relationship. And then, and then, and then subscribers could come and you could go merch and you could go Patreon or your own course. And it could just, it could evolve from there, but that's just the initial um, kind of income streams. That is awesome. Well, I appreciate you breaking that down and talking about the importance of doing betas. Um, and testing. I, I, I want to do a quick lightning round with you. And then I want to get to the, just a final section where I just have some, a, a question to ask you for advice in terms of YouTube. I, I told my audience that some that, I, that you were coming and I got some questions in advance. They wanted me to ask you. And if we could do just like I, a bunch of short tips here for sure. Uh, uh, thumbnails, top tips, video thumbnails. Um, I, and by the way, I just want to say, I heard you say, Thumbnail, title, and topic are really important to get people to click. Straight so, up. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah. thumbnail specifically, top tips. Yeah, yeah. So uh, like less is more. Some thumbnails are too cluttered. So just don't put too much, too, too much clutter. Um, if you confuse, you lose. So you really want it to be clear. Um, color pops, you know, usually the whites of human eyes. It's the, a lot of thumbnails have become the, the ridiculous YouTuber face. And I'm guilty yeah. of that myself. <laughs> That's not necessarily needed, but you could take images that are maybe not as wild, but where the eyes direct focus, the whites of people, eyes, smiles, faces has just been proven to perform well. And it's YouTube. So a lot of times people re rec uh, resonate with people. And then big mistake people make is echoing the title and the thumbnail if your title is like 10 ways to boost energy and productivity, then you don't need to put the text on the thumbnail that says 10 ways to boost it like, and repeat the whole title. So that's an exact video I released today. It was 10 ways to boost productivity and energy. And the thumbnail says 10 X your energy. Got it. So yeah, yeah that it, makes it's sense. much less. And because they're complementary, they don't need to echo each other. They should complement each other or it could have no words at all. Um, there's a few tips. What video or what length of video are best for what purpose? And I actually get this question a lot as a course creator. Somebody's like, how long should my lesson videos be? And I was, I'm always like, it depends. <laughs> but what, uh, what's your advice about video length? Let's say for what purpose? So, well, if we're talking about YouTube, that would be a little bit different. I would defer to you for course video length. I know that there's some number in adult learning theory that bite size is better. Meaning early on in our courses, I was doing like 45 minute videos and, um, or, or like it could be like an hour long video. And even if it's that long, you need to break it down because what can happen is, um, adult learning theory. Someone is they're at minute 25. You got to be empathetic. They're, they're taking notes, but then their kid comes in and like throws like a, a, a bucket of hot fudge on their lap. And they're like, what are you doing? You know, and then like, they don't know where there are. There's chocolate all over their keyboard. You know what I mean? And like, and then they don't know where they left off and they may never return because it's like, oh, I'm on that video. Do I start that video over? Shoot. Like, it's just an, a friction. So that was a tip I learned when possible to try to do uh, sm smaller hits. And if someone wants to binge the whole thing, great, but it gives people, it can help them in the course. If we take it public on YouTube, here's the quote, your video should be as long as they need to be, but as short as possible. 
And I would say tip two is you really want to think about intent of the viewer. So if the top for, for ranking, for example, if all the top videos, like today's a good example. I was like, how to be more productive, 10 tips, but it's a 30 minute interview. It's not going to be a high performing video. And the reason why is because all the top videos that are like 10 ways to boost energy are like eight minute videos. Yeah. So it's not that the video I did was bad. I just have to recognize that it was a longer interview. It's going to go deeper in our audience and some other things. But if you're thinking about the perfect video for the platform, it should be as long as it needs to be, but as short as possible. And so um, if the intent of the viewer is to learn how to build something in WordPress and the quickest you could do to the tutorial was 90 minutes, then it should be a 90 minute video because the intent of the person going to look for that is like, I want to build and do this one specific thing. This is how long it takes. You're solving their problem. But if it's a 20 minute WordPress build and you take 45 minutes to do it, it's too long because it's yeah. just too much fluff. You got to trim the fluff. And I think that's kind of, and then, and, and, and then I'd say avoid dogma. I know everyone wants an answer yeah. or they just want like that definitive answer. It's test, it's experiment. It's, it's knowing your niche, your audience. It's knowing their like entertainment level. Yeah. You don't compare yourself to a top teenage vlogger. Like you, you're in, you're doing something entirely different and things can always evolve. So, um, I would say if any expert ever stands out in any industry and makes any kind of definitive statement without saying, but test everything, I would yeah. never trust that person because you always got to test and experiment. Right on. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you my last question for you to run with and w- then we'll wrap it up. Um, so my question for you, which is for me selfishly, but also I know it affects course creators when they're trying to decide where to focus, how to pick their niche. I'm streaming this right now on the Lifter LMS YouTube channel. I also have a personal channel that I play around with. I, I recently did a 30-day video a day challenge on my personal channel. And so I'm going to frame this question for me, but it applies to any expert out there that has multiple interests that may or may not overlap. And I'm actually going to share my screen with you if that's okay, Sean. Yep. Um, ready to rock. So I have a lot of different interests. Um, I'm a you know digital entrepreneur. I'm really into um, intentional like family design. I'm a homeschooler. We have an organic farm. Um, you know we uh, you know we just do it. We put a lot of intention into how we raise our kids. And then I I have a, a a wilderness side. I've spent a lot of time in the wilderness, rock climbing, mountain climbing, navigation. You know wild edibles. I have if you were to draw three circles, there would be like this online business guy this conscious parenting guy and this, um, you know, nature connected guy. And I really want to just have one channel for my personal stuff, but should I separate? I have three interests that don't really overlap unless you happen to be this weird combination like me. Uh, so I'd just love to hear your advice of if we're like a multi-passionate person and we're coming to YouTube and the goal of what we're doing um, I guess that's part of it, but yeah, I'd love to throw some leads to my business, but I'm also just trying to build my personal brand and just share what I'm passionate about and connect with people outside of just business or just, you know, like nature stuff. How do we deal with this multi-passion thing? And I look at you, you've done like, you have your gear channel and then you have your video influencer channel and they're separate, but like, so how do you, how do you know when you should have a separate channel or not? I guess that might be the the button end on it. This is a, this is a fun question and uh, it could go a lot, a lot of ways. I think there's a, a few different levels. I think, let me start from the last question. How do you decide if you should have multiple channels? I actually don't think you should. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from the guy with multiple channels. <laughs> um, yeah. But I would say that even video influencers and think media are ridiculously aligned. Mm-hmm. And they both, they're both going towards the same North Star. And so what I would say for you as some personal advice, yeah. and I think will serve your audience too, is that if you try and chase two rabbits, you'll end up keep catching neither of them. Yep. And if you try and chase th- trace three, now you're in real trouble, right? And I think 
the way I would look at some of your YouTube channels is kind of like this. I think you want to, I would want to unpack what's the most effective place because this is kind of my journey too. I've got multiple YouTube channels, Think International. This one's you don't even know about. It's still out there. Uh, Clear Vision Media, my video production channel. Um, and then Sean Cannell, which is kind of abandoned and, and even has a lot of subscribers, but it's kind of stagnated and, and, and algorithmically dead. And then you've got think media and video influencers, the strong ones. Um, I have gone through the process of, of having these various things, but man, focus is, is power. And the reason I just think this is almost more of a business conversation, to be honest, I feel like there's a, there's a verse that nobody knows about in the Bible in Ecclesiastes that actually says money solves all things. <laughs> like that's what the Bible says, like it actually, it says it solves all things. And we know it's not, it's not the, you know, money's not the key to happiness, but I figure if you have enough money, you can get a key made. Uh, I'm just joking. Uh, but, but it is a tool. That's what it kind of means. It's a tool. And when I would think about, I would think what is most effective because and I would almost think from a profit standpoint, so I'm just taking this to a high level first. And because when you have that breakthrough idea, and this would be true for everybody, this is like the 80-20 rule, or let's call it the 90-10 rule. It's identifying the most, it's the bright spot in your business, your life, your passion, your course. It's I got 15 SKUs, but I got one major signature course. Like one of our courses, Video Ranking Academy, dominates all of the other ones. And so instead of getting distracted on the lesser streams, I got to refocus on the bigger thing. So from a business standpoint, I would say which one is getting the most traction, is pr producing the most stuff. And this goes to your priorities in life too. So I would be assuming there's like, you want to activate like a level of financial freedom. Why? Because it's real freedom. Because what happens when you have freedom? You get a team, you start hiring more people, if that's your vision. Now running multiple channels or projects is actually much easier and practical, but you have, you have to have like a breakthrough project that if, lets you do all of the above, if that makes sense. So I, I eventually, from doing interviews with leaders in the faith space to creating vlogs, I vlogged with my wife for a while and we, you know, our friends, Benji and Judy shouted us out. We started with a couple thousand viewers for a while, but it was like not enough. And I was like, okay, I had to play this out this and even passion wise and even editing every single day and all this stuff from being daily vloggers. I was like, this is not it. Like this is not a business that maps to my future 10, 20 years where like, what is the shortest path to freedom? And then freedom unlocks every other path. That is awesome, man. I, re I really appreciate that. You, you've given me something I'm gonna I'm gonna take with me and uh, and and really work on. So thank you. That was that was a lot of value, really quick. Well, let me add just and then yeah. one thing on a practical level. Now, this like this one I'm seeing right here, and you can show me the other ones too. So this one now, if you would say, well, right now I don't have other ones. I'm just wondering okay. if I should focus on have a business one, a parenting or family one, and then like a you know, a nature one. So, and, uh, so then I got just a couple other practical tips. Secondly, then I would say looking at this one that you have, it's also just about intent because yeah. if you want business results, then you need to really like look at it through a, a lens of not being romantic about it, what you hope it is, but look at it through a real like business is like math. <laughs> it really is. Actually, the yeah. business is done best with low emotions and like high logic because if you're romantic to your accountant, well, he doesn't care. You know, he's like, look, is this what the books say? So, so I would look at, if you look at it from a business lens, but if you look at it from like, it's a creative outlet, it's joy, you would do it no matter what, you don't care. Like it, it's, you, you hope even a few people, they might not get the multi-passion, but some will, and it's for them. Well, then just, that's fine. Then do it, you know, to your heart's content. But what I've learned is that man, energy is scarce. And when you're trying to do, especially when it comes to putting out video content and content in general. So I've tried to, to, to narrow it down. And then the last thing I would say is there's a good YouTube channel out that's launched recently called little monster co Matt Geelan, who's one of the smartest guys in our space. And so there's the other guys, there's Roberto and Tim and all those guys, but Matt runs an agency and he's, uh, he's coming with some fire from a, he, they look deep at analytics 
And so it's some unique content. Um, and he, he audited Evan Carmichael's channel and it's a must watch episode. And basically Evan broke down that he had an episode that was basically all guests, like all, all the people he features. He had a middle one that was him and the person. And then he had one that was just him. And what Matt said was, look, these are three different channels. And he said, because on YouTube more than ever before, you're, you need to have one value proposition. So think media right now actually is weekend. And sometimes people wonder, we got all these subscribers. Why are the views? Well, a lot of what I do, and this is, I've learned this the hard way. I've built up with one hand, I tear down with the other because you can look in your analytics. A lot of people they are like, well, I met him for cameras. Well, then why is he talking about productivity? Well, I met him for cameras, but then why is he talking about even YouTube tips? And so focus is even more important if you really care about crushing it on YouTube. Like, and, and what he mentioned was the death, not the full on death, I'm sure, but high frequency channels and variety channels are struggling. And I used to teach, still kind of mention it, that you should treat your YouTube channel like a TV station. It could be AMC. Some people watch The Walking Dead, but not everyone watches Comic Book Men. That's actually not true. If anyone's ever heard me say that, I have to scratch that out now because it's actually, no, your YouTube channel is not like AMC. Your YouTube channel now is like The Walking Dead YouTube channel, and it's only The Walking Dead, and nobody wants comic book men. And they also don't want black summer because that's the prequel to Z nation. And it's a whole different world. And some people don't like that. What it's gotta be just the fricking walking dead. You know what I mean? Just cameras. And I would probably be dominating at another level, at least in this micro or just views and YouTube algorithmic. And so I still make a decision to say, well, this is my brand. I'm going to post the videos I want to, but we cannot be ignorant of the fact that Someone subscribes for a reason, they want a certain promise, and if you can crack the code of, of having a, a, a broad enough value proposition, but a narrow enough value proposition that your content is no miss, and they connect with you, and they show up actually, that you become predictable, in an unpredictably unpredictable, that you show up, and they're like, that's my guy. Like, if Tony Robbins, dude, that's my guy for motivation. Like, Benji Travis, that's my cooking guy. Benji, you know, Benji Man Food. But, but if on Benji Man Food, he throws out WordPress plugins, you've just violated the veil, bro. <laughs> and, yeah. if, and, and even small variations of that, focus is more, more important than ever before. And that'll really unlock YouTube growth when you dial that in right. Pure gold. I'm going to have to watch that again after we get off, Sean. I really appreciate it. Thanks for going a little bit long with me. I'm just going to share my screen again. I have this video review I did of YouTube Secrets on my personal channel. Uh, if you just look for Chris Badgett, you'll find it. Uh, the book was awesome. I mean, there was like, I, I think what, what I loved about it most was the, um, the sheer lack of fluff. Uh, it was just, and, and, and it's one thing to throw around ideas, but you're also like giving like case studies of this work, this, and you're also giving very specific, like go do this. Um, great book, highly recommend it. Do you have a URL for that specifically or what's the best way for people to get a hold of YouTube secrets? Yeah, tubesecretsbook.com and I appreciate your kind words. Thanks for doing the video review as well. Yeah, we've been getting some great feedback and the audiobook is literally just out. Benji and I recorded that in a studio in Seattle in the woods. It's kind of cool. Oh, nice. Cool, yeah. very cool. Um, and, and on your YouTube subscription list, I would really recommend you add Sean's channel video influencers and also, um, think media. Uh, yeah, just as you're know your level and then when it's time to upgrade, you're going to end up in Sean's universe. And it's just a really good example too. You can look at Sean as a case study, as an expert and course creator, online business owner, how he does free YouTube videos that ultimately lead to sales and just kind of follow his, follow his funnel and stuff like that. Sean, I really want to thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, any final words for the people? Chris, I just want to say uh, thank you so much for having me on and love what you're doing as well. I mean, I love like, you know, Heather on our team that she homeschools as well, like conscious, you know, kind of just your, your whole vibe. I really appreciate you and what you're doing in business and how you're helping people um, you know, create more freedom in their lives, businesses, and revenue. So appreciate being on the podcast. Yeah. If anybody has any questions, I'm really active on Twitter. Um, and, uh, just reach out, but yeah, I hope people got value today and, uh, look forward for some time when we can meet up. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. And that's a wrap for this episode of LMS cast. I'm your guide, Chris Badgett. I hope you enjoyed the show. 
This show was brought to you by Lifter LMS, the number one tool for creating, selling, and protecting engaging online courses to help you get more revenue, freedom, and impact in your life. Head on over to lifterlms.com and get the best gear for your course creator journey. Let's build the most engaging results getting courses on the internet. Thank you.